Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I love Simon Kimmins because she gets irritated. Whatever irritates Kim, I like Too to funny, do. Mama. <laughs> so, Two funny mamas. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Kim Whitley, and Sherry Shepard is out today. Welcome to Two Funny Mamas. Boy, do we have a show in store for you. Thank you for our viewers and our listeners. Um, right next to me, uh, scoot in just a little bit. Don't be afraid. I have comedian Shawnee D uh, from Detroit. Uh, who's uh, visiting uh, here in Los Angeles. I have my dear friend and white twin, <laughs> I would like to say, Caroline Ray is back with us by popular demand. All the fans are like, we love Caroline. Caroline is here. <laughs> and who do you, you have? I'm very bitter and jealous over your friendship with Sherry, so I'm very glad to be here. Nice to meet you, Shawnee D. Nice to meet and you too. And I brought a friend who's actually a real therapist also an Aries, super kind and funny, and she's gonna answer all of our questions. Uh, Susie Zinn. Hey, hi Susie. Hi everyone, so glad to be Welcome, here. Susie. Thank you so much. <laughs> For some reason, Caroline, you sound like you're really far away. I don't know what Chris did to your microphone. <laughs> really? Um, the, the closer you are to your mic, the better. Whoa, okay, hold on. Okay. That would have been a great shot had you really fallen <laughs> out your Thank you so much. Is that better? You're a very pretty woman. Is that better? It is. It is better. Kim. I feel like you have to understand, I, I have to angle it. I've had more Jenga squares under computers. That's the only thing Jenga, Jenga is for. It's for Zoom. Um, yeah, we've got, um, Susie can a answer all of our real questions. Where is Sherry? What's she doing? Sherry is doing a movie. Um, she was doing a movie and a TV show in New York, actually. So, yes, you know, awesome. she's busy, busy. She never can do a podcast. But she's with us behind us. We should throw that picture in the trash right now. I mean, not in the no. trash. <laughs> because I feel like Sherry's judging us and watching us. Um, uh, Susie, I have my first question about a therapist. I'm incredibly Absolutely. resentful and jealous that Kim has so many best friends because I think I'm her best friend and we are completely similar and we are like sisters and it annoys the out of me that she has so many friends. <laughs> so what's the question? <laughs> Just how do I get rid of Sherry? No, the question well, is- First um... of all, let me tell you, <laughs> don't laugh at her. I'd like the audience to know who Sherry is. I love is. Sherry too though. Yes, you like mean, the Susan, audience to know what? That's the problem. You will, that's see. Okay, yeah. Susan Zinn is a real therapist. Um, Susie she got a lot Zinn. Su it's Susan Zen. I said Susie. I thought you said, no, you said Susie, it's Susan. Okay, I want to be familiar. I called her no, Susie. She we are that everyone calls me Susie. <laughs> Thank you, Susan Zen. Um, and she got a lot of, there's a lot of alphabet after her uh, name. Yeah, long title. There's a lot of L-M-H-C. N-C-C. That's right. And she is a transformational trauma therapist. Mm, Damn. Um, a licensed psychotherapist. Certified uh, 
trauma and eating disorder specialist. And the founder of the Westside Counseling Center. Wow. Wow. Susan helps people transform their lives with their hearts. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. She got a lot of work to do with Mm -hmm. some people. (laughs) Susan is a national speaker, author, media spokesperson, and recipient of the President Obama's Volunteer Service Award. Oh, wow. Wow. Susan has been published in Forbes magazine. Damn, all I could do is read Forbes. They've never put my name anywhere near that. (laughs) New York Post, Science Times, and LA Parent Magazine, and appeared on iHeart radio um she's done susie she resides susan resides in los angeles california and is a mom to two teenage uh two teenagers for more information Children. you can find her on instagram and we'll put that up at for our listeners at susan and then zen z-i-n-n therapy fan okay and i'd like to add two things one awesome. she's the person why i'm responsible what she's responsible for me having my dog because she posted a picture with this puppy or her friend posted a picture with her puppy. And I'm like, where's that puppy? And they said, it's my friend Susie's. And then I got, and then I got the puppy. I don't know if you remember, my puppy was incredibly ill. And then Susie, I wrote a letter to the breeder and Susie's like, that's the worst letter ever. <laughs> and that is not how you get what you want. And I was like, oh, okay. Plus, she's the best wingman to take on a date because she understands everybody. And she's an Aries. I'm curious to know what's in your what was in your letter. Oh, it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. And she was like, no, no. You know, Kim, Kim, Kim would have told me to. Anyway, what happened was I got a dog. And um, I'll just tell you this very briefly that um, the dog, uh, I was sitting on my lap and I was in my pajamas and the dog viciously bit me on the nipple. Do you have any idea how painful it is to realize that your nipple is accessible from your lap? It was literally heartbreaking. (laughs) As I said, I had, had my daughter at 44, I could have been walking the dog at the time. Anyway, um... Really the good. nipple, I'm sorry, I'm still cringing from the nipple being here. Okay, you know what? You're a real cancer. I meant design. I'm not saying Come something on. bad. Deeply sensitive. Chris wants us close. My ex-boyfriend is a cancer. Ah, yeah, my son's... Oh, okay, my son's well, Susie, what's yeah. an adequate amount of time before you stop hating your ex? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I really think it, it depends on the person because first of all, hate is really just something that manifests in your own body, which isn't great for you. So you're really harming yourself more than anything, but mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to go through that process and it becomes a grieving process for you too. So I had I this know, dream the other day that I was like, I was, I had this dream that I was finally like that my ex-boyfriend was in this dream and I was calling to tell him that I was madly in love with somebody else in this dream and he was sitting next to my father and he casually mentioned and and i was saying to him i'm like so i forgive you i can move on i've totally fallen in love with somebody else and then he like whispers in my father's ear i'm getting married and i go insane in this dream like i was doing like backflips over tables and like ninja karate moves and like chopping him apart throwing him in the air screaming at him like the worst thing you did is you never ended one relationship. You just morphed into the next. And I'm like screaming my head off in the stream. It's like, gee, 
Maybe, perhaps I'm not entirely over it. I think your subconscious is definitely telling you something. (laughs) Are you a big believer in meaning of dreams? Yes, because I think that what happens is that what we think about during the day comes in our unconscious when we're sleeping at night. And oftentimes then we wake up in the morning. That's what also causes a lot of anxiety when we wake up is because there's something we're still processing or we're going through. And it's so important to kind of explore what's going on in your dreams. And so I would have to say that you probably were envious that he was getting married and his life had moved on and yours hadn't yet. So it's something for you to really kind of explore with that. And Mm. And he was telling my father. Was he getting married in real life or this was just a dream? I don't know if he's going to marry this woman. But the last thing I said to him was, I'm pretty sure she was born with an Adam's apple. So wasn't really. (laughs) That's what you said? Yes, but you know what? I showed Ava a picture of her once and she was like, Mommy, was she born a man? So uh, it's not just me. Okay, moving on. Shawnee D, are you are you married? No. Are you no, divorced? I am not. I um I just um actually I am healing from being a comfortable side chick for fifteen years. So, <laughs> that's the whole yeah. Yes, Susan, I need you. But I'm gonna need you. Like I'm not gonna fly to you and sit on your couch. No, but I'm Wait, healing, you know. <laughs> I'm How did you stop being the side chick? I just stopped. You know you I, thought were? I thought it was ridiculous because I, you know what I thought about? I said, if God forbid anything happened to him, you got to do extra stuff at the funeral as a side chick. Like you got to wear like a sequence outfit and half top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to really be clean and you got to bring your friends in with yeah. you and they got to cheer you on. So you stop in the middle of the aisle and cry and they say, he loves you too. And then you go up and the two minute remarks, you go up and sing something like, he used to tell me we'd run away. To-. You, you, you gotta make a fool of yourself. And uh, yeah. so I just stopped. I said, I don't wanna be the dummy at the funeral. So yeah. You are yeah. hilarious. So how Thank did you, you end it? How, you're I just, you know what, you passed. How did you end it? It was very hard because we had a stronghold. You know, it was, a, it was definitely a stronghold. I love him what very much. The dog, give me the toy, give me the toy, Dexter, yes, give me the toy. I meant, yeah. You had a stronghold, meaning you had a great sex life? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what a stronghold is? That's exactly what a stronghold is. I didn't know what the stronghold was. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but um, since you said it, I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, yeah, the sex, the sex, actually, I haven't been with anybody else since we parted, and I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have to... See, what I had to do was learn that I needed to learn to love myself. And mm-hmm. once you learn to love yourself, you know, because I, I couldn't, you know, because he would talk to me about it. I actually got to a point where I told him his other girlfriend, I was like, you need to just let her know we're all in an open marriage. Like, Give me the toy. you know, we're co-wives, you know, at this point, 15 years, you know. But no, I had to. Did just, she know about you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, she did know yeah, about Yeah, she you? was his neighbor. So I, I actually wrote it in my book. It's a chapter in my book called The Comfortable Side Chick. I wrote a, a beautiful poem about it, and it's really powerful because it's the truth. Like, he started dating his neighbor while we were dating, and uh, he denied it for a minute, and then one day he just said, look, me and her, we're together. And I was like, so we, me and him never stopped being together. So, you know, 15 years, I looked up like, oh, my God, it's been going on way too long. So, um, you know, and then he ended up getting hurt, and he fell and bust his head and didn't remember me. When he woke up, so that helped. God kind of did. That's not true. Oh I, I, no, I can't make it up. 
Oh no. No! He remember me now. But when he first woke up, yeah. he didn't remember me. He remembered his two of his daughters and her. And I told him when he did call, I said, you know, no. I'm not charging it to your heart, but I know it came from your heart. You know what I'm saying? And I had to just accept the reality that you have to choose yourself before you choose other people. He did not choose me. He chose to be okay. with her and I, I remained convenient. So, you know, I dream about him too. Don't worry. I have dreams too. And I, and I was hoping that, you know, she end up a man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I have thoughts myself, but I, the book, me writing the book really helped. You know, I am really healing. What's the name and, of the um, book? Um, the name, I, I don't even have a title for the book. I wrote a poetry book, but it won't be out until August 3rd. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to say that. That's good. I got a whole poetry book coming out. and But the one chapter, the Comfortable Side Chick, is a really beautiful chapter because I think it will help women. Because a lot of us as women, we don't love ourselves the way we should. You know what I'm saying? And we don't choose ourselves. And okay, so, Susie, what are three yeah. like proactive ways for women to love themselves? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seriously. I think that I you're I really know what it means when people say that. I think that it's so important for you to really decide what it is that you want, need, desire, and value in life. And also too, how do you want to feel? And so yeah. I think oftentimes we wake up and we sort of think, oh, you know, this is the only person I can ever be with. And mm -hmm. we live in that sort of scarcity versus abundance. And when we really start to decide what it is that I call them just NWDVs for just the acronym, but when you start to really look at what's really important to you, then you make different decisions. And part of that is about really showing up for yourself. Yeah. And I think oftentimes women, we don't, we sort of abandon what we want. We abandon what we desire or we value in order to stay in connection and attachment. And especially when you're speaking to having a really great sex life, because you're getting all that oxytocin and all those chemicals. And it's really hard to quit that when it actually, it just feels so great. So for you to kind of sort of step away and kind of make a different decision is really you know, about you, you know really showing really up for yourself. You know what really helped? She left her shoes over his house one day. And um, I kind of was, you know, drinking. And when I got a little tipsy, I looked up at the shoes and the shoes were talking to me. <laughs> and um, I, let me tell you what I wanted to do. I wanted to take the soul out on her shoes and write a note and put it in her shoe and say, he stole my soul, so I stole yours. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's great. And did you also mention that he's a heel? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thank you for adding on to that bit. I appreciate that. Yes, and you can also say that's the only time that he was a foot. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Unless he was. Yeah, listen, he but, is. Uh... But isn't it how it once you, even if you're a side piece, once you've fallen in love, mm -hmm. how do you get out of that toxic relationship? It just, there's a lot of things that, I don't know, we as women, I don't think men do it, that we will put up with for many reasons. True, very true. And it's like I Don guess, Quixote. It's like, 
this is a princess. No, it's a prostitute. But through the women's <laughs> eyes, it's like, he's amazing. No, he's a zookeeper, and you have to take him back. Yes. Yes. Lord have so, well, how do you, what do you think, Susie? Sorry, I'm ordering some food. Uh-huh. I don't even need to ask her a question. <laughs> he's ordering food. She's she a foodie. Is it sushi? Is a man you have to feed and drink? No, she's trying to I'm, feed oh, I'm me. I'm trying to feed her. She's trying to feed me. I'm over here with a stronger head. Ask Susie the question again. We've been gone for a while. Yeah, we went to Paul Mooney's memorial today. So we, um, I'm trying to, why am I sure? I, I want to hear about that, but I want, I want Kim to ask Susie the question again. <laughs> okay. Why is it that we, as women, accept anything and go through these things even if they're married and then we find out we try to rationalize things in our head but why i don't think men do that why do we do that oh we're so different men and women right mm -hmm. see i think exactly. that too but then my friend thinks it's just humankind i think men and women are totally different susie you have two questions <laughs> go yes i i think that the most important thing is mm -hmm. that we are wired going back to two million years ago in prehistoric way that men were hunters. Kim doesn't like it if you mention her age. <laughs> <laughs> men were hunters and they were out oh, and women oh, oh, were... Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I know Christian just snort. He <laughs> <laughs> just snort. Okay, sorry. Two million years so ago, women, yes, go on. women were actually, we, it was, you know, the hunting and gathering that kind of going on that we're talking about prehistoric. We're wired like that. And, and the one thing that hasn't changed in all this time is that our nervous system has stayed exactly the same. And so when you think about it is what our role is, our role is to be within tribe and within community. And so oftentimes women will abandon when they're not loving themselves and taking care of themselves will abandon who we are in order to stay attached because there's two fundamental needs we want as human beings especially as women is to be seen and to feel connected and mm -hmm. so when if we feel somewhat connected we'll sort of take the crumb or we'll take that small bit versus actually kind of really waiting for abundance because there's so much fear of uncertainty if what happens if there isn't anything else out there what happens if there isn't anyone better out there what happens if i'll never be with someone and we start to kind of start to tell ourselves all these old stories and wounds that happen and then unfortunately we we lose ourselves in the process and i think you're so beautifully talking to your own process of, of working on a book and writing all this poetry and going through that healing journey that you did, which was just amazing. And it's so inspiring to other women to hear, if you can do it, you, guess what? I can do it too. Oh, and I, and I still hurt, you know, I'm, but I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm in LA. I don't even want to go back home because I'm, I'm loving relocating. I'm actually moving to Augusta, Georgia. So I just was like, you know what? It's, it's, it's time to just start fresh and start. I'll be 50 years old, July the 1st. So, you know, I'm like, at no, 50, we say 40, 10. 40, okay. 10. I'll be 40-10. There's mm. no words anymore. Yeah, that Man. helps slow the menopause down. 40-10. Okay. Um, Why that are you moving to a I was going to say, down. I don't know if that, yeah, that was cute. I'm not, I'm not having as many high flashes when I say 40-10. But no, Why are you moving to Augusta, Georgia? Are you trying to meet a PGA member? <laughs> no, it's funny because my one of my best friends, she plays golf. She does. That's so, so funny. You're funny. No, I'm just, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running. You know, I do comedy. So I need to be in different um, 
arenas, you know, it's time for me to travel. I've been doing comedy 20 plus years, you know? So um, that's why me and Kim are together now. We, we worked with each other. I met Kim in Detroit and she's been an awesome mentor. I love her cause she's a woman of her word. So, you know, you, you know, I mean, you just look around and you just see different things and you want better. Like sex, good sex, yes, is great, but not when, you know, it's over. When it's over, it's over, and then your reality is, is in, and you're it is just what it is sex, you know. And um, okay, or Susie by yourself. I remember reading this a long time ago, and what do you think of this? That the problem is like men can have sex, and it's just like sex done, but women have sex, and then it creates a very false sense of an intimacy. And as you and I have both studied Kabbalah, it also gives a little bit of your soul to another human being that you're really then they're walking around with your soul and you're like, excuse me. Hi, I might've left something in. Uh, yeah. A little bit of my Listen soul. Now. Can I get that back? Wait till you hear my poem. It says that I say, you know, I say when he touched me, I lose control. I swear he sees inside my soul. And that's the oh. truth. We, we are, we women, we make love, you know, they don't men they're, they do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do it we take it you know okay you are really a cancer you're like a romantic kim and i are like men we're like uh i love love and i still love him a great deal but truthfully i cheated myself and in 15 years when because we dated 16 like we we have been together 16 years actually i just say 15 because me and her and him, all three of us, have been dating for 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, this is not a game. That's like a lot of anniversary gifts to have to get one for her. And then I, for and him, I ran into her, and I ran into her somewhere, and he called me. He's like, she was so upset, and she said this and that. And I said, does she not know we all go together? I don't understand why she didn't speak. Like, we all go together. I'm taking pressure off of her. Like, True. Anyway, true. I'm single and I'm fine with it. And, and like I said, he ain't the first. He's not the first. My my son's father was a cheater as well. And I remember his girlfriend calling my phone and he was sleep drunk. And she said, uh, yeah, we were about to come over there and get the baby. I said, listen, if you're taking care of him, please, by all means, take care of him. Because I'm busy and I don't want him waking me up. So if it's you taking some pressure off of my life, okay, I'm kidding. It's a joke. I see how serious he is. <laughs> we were like, oh my wow. gosh, he really needs to get in here. I was like, she really? no, she was like, she really need to get in my office <laughs> Kim, no. so, Kim, ask a question and stop ordering food. Well, this is the problem. I almost finished with ordering the food. So <laughs> let me live my life and be happy. She has to live her best life because there is no best life. Okay. There is. I have to live. Did you order me because what happened? Um, uh, yes, I did. A double. <laughs> because what happens is while you were talking, I almost finished everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start making up stuff. Like, and then it was right. this other I'm guy. ready. Okay. I have a question for you. <laughs> Mine was a complete. Well, okay. Well, let's just really get it. Have you ever. Okay, I, 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 Everyone in here has been with a married man. Let's just say. He's, he wasn't married, Susan, though. They're oh, not married. you said you was a side piece. Yeah, but he, they're not married. We're both side pieces, truthfully. That's what I had to say. Yeah. <laughs> she on the side. If, he, if she ain't on the side, I'm on the okay, side. Okay, okay. Both side pieces. So. All right. But she got the title. Susie something then. Candace, um, is there any way you could tell the story in which you were abducted? I'm sorry? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Abducted? I was. Now, I was what, by a woman. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, this is getting really. Yeah, I'm checking out right yeah. now. I probably should. Would, would, you like, would you like any more uh, veggie? I should probably. Oh. Like a veggie spring roll? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Ordering with Kim. Kim will be ordering food throughout the entire show this okay. evening. Caroline, Shady. <laughs> Caroline, Susie has won an award like, from Obama. <laughs> Susie's won an award from Obama. Susie's won an award from Obama. And, and she's sitting here letting Kim. Kim order. She's ordering. Shawnee's Shawnee, visiting from another state. She's been all over the world. She's here. This is too funny, Mom. This is her first time. We got four people on. Uh, yeah, extra spring roll. Yeah, okay. All right. Kim, how much food? It's over. Look what are at you this. ordering? Go to check out. No, thank you. Watch this. Because. I have a question while we're waiting. What's the tip? Johnny, I was ghosted yeah. by a man in his 70s, and I'm hoping that he just died and became a ghost. <laughs> but I would like to know. Yeah, seriously. In his 70s. I would like to know. I just hope he forgot where the phone or his life was. Anyway. <laughs> Why, Kim? I'm asking a question for you. Why do men it. ghost? Ah, oh. oh, that is a good question. Why do why men do ghost, Susie? Susan, why do you think Susan would know that answer? Because she's a therapist and she talks to men who are the ghosters. I can tell you that. I can answer that. Answer that, Kim. I want to hear no. your answer before I hear. You're eating. I want Susie to answer, and then you can answer. <laughs> Let's see right, let's let's what Susan has to say. Go ahead, Susan. First of all, I don't think it's just men. Let's be honest about that. That I think oftentimes people are uncomfortable with the feel with their feelings, and they feel like if they avoid or they don't contact someone, then they're either helping them by actually not hurting them. They they think it's sort of just like by avoiding it, then somehow you're not going to get hurt by it. And second right. of all, they don't want to deal with the ramifications of their actions. And so wow. if they just pretend it doesn't happen, then they feel like they can kind of go on and, and, and pretend that everything is okay. Meanwhile, the person that they, they're leaving behind caused them so much pain because you get sort of stuck in that cycle of feeling like, well, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Why did someone wow. feel like they could treat me like this? And that can really be so damaging to someone. So ghosting is probably one of the worst things that you can do and whether it's a man or a woman it's so important to sort of be an adult stand up and sort of say hey i'm no longer interested in you or this relationship isn't working for me or this wasn't what i wanted or intended from this relationship and that is really the way to kind of proceed it's it's so unkind to just avoid and ghost someone a friend of mine had shown her this guy that she was dating she just showed him her real <laughs> then he, he unfortunately chose to ghost her directly afterwards and she was convinced it was based on her acting real <laughs> she was like had i not shown it <laughs> is that all she showed him first, oh, first of all for the listeners and the viewers at home that they might not know what ghosting is it's when Kim invites her guests on and then orders food and we're left to talk among ourselves and watch her chew an apple. So she That's ghosts y'all. Ghosting, 
Hold up. This is my favorite part of the show. Alexa, what does ghosting mean? Ghosting is usually defined as the appearance of multiple images or ghosts on the television screen. Alexa, wrong. Wrong again, Alexa. Sorry. That was garbage. Alexa, Alexa, stop. Just stop talking to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we get in a little argument. Why are you beefing with Alexa? Because she does what she wants to do. Hey, come here, dog. But goat, no, that wasn't goat. The images on TV. For everyone at home, goatee is when a man or a woman, they don't call you back. Isn't that what it is? They just completely disappear, but that's, a, that's really. Really? A, Alexa a, couldn't come a, up with that? definition of hosting. Huh? No, no, Alexa didn't I'm say that at dog. all. No. She gave you the real of ghost. Uh, definition uh, of ghost. Yes. Right. But Susie, I think that's really hard for somebody to call up and go, I am not interested in you in this way. Thank you so much for calling. I, I think, think it's rather I, I respect it more. If, well, and let me say mm -hmm. now, okay, now I got to say another story. Like people are like, she's never got, she's never going to be nobody's wife. I had another young man. <laughs> and I was dating. And, uh, but we, we, thank God we hadn't went, you know, we hadn't took it to the next level. We just were dating, we were friends. And he was very honest with me about how damaged he felt like I was. And uh, he truthfully didn't want to be a part of what I was going through because I was very honest about what I was going through with the 15 year, 16 year relationship with this other guy. And he, he was like, I don't, he didn't want to come in and he was honest. He was like, I don't want to come in. So in other words, he pretty much was honest. He said, I think you're a wonderful person. I have love for you, but you got a lot of healing to do. And he was like, he just wasn't willing to put the work in. And I appreciate that. And we still talk, like he'll call and check on me. I appreciate that. Instead of him, because another man would have been like, well, let me go ahead and fake it and get have sex with her. Because some men do that, you know? Well, I think also they do. I had a I young... love that guy. I love him. I, I love him. What sign was he? He's a Jamaican, so. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's Jamaican, different. You're right. Jamaican. That's a Gemini and Aquarius, you know, I Jamaican. Think he's a Gemini. Holy I think he's a Gemini. shit, that was funny. That was funny. I probably should have said he was a Jamaican. Really now funny. people don't know who I'm talking about. Him. Oh, well, him. Have you ever ghosted anyone? Let me say this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have ghosted yes. and it's not nice, yes. but this is what I do. My ghosting is not really just ghosting. Yeah, you're right. I think I do. It's like, <laughs> come on, get the hint. I just don't call you back a lot. Um, right. Because I'm busy and, and you're, yeah. Been, Are you talking about me? Have you ghosted me? No, no. <laughs> This is the thing. When you're in a relationship with somebody or you have feelings with someone and you're really there, I think it's wrong to ghost. But if you're just dating and kind of seeing each other. Or if it's a one night stand. I just was saying. Who is one night stands anymore? God. Right. I mean, After I a pandemic. Yeah, okay. no, I'm but, not. No, that's what stand. you should do. Yeah, because the pandemic, you have a one night stand with me during a pandemic. You living with me. We're <laughs> all in COVID together. We're staying. But okay, I had someone yeah. ghost me and I was so mad because we had been dating. He had given me a birthday party. Like Susan, understand. Wow. Right. Right after he had given me a birthday party. And say his first, say the first letter. 
C? S. S. Oh, okay. No, after C. Okay. And what's so bad? Chris knows all the names. That's what's really bad. Chris is over there right now. Like this. Um, he threw a birthday party. And gave me an Apple Watch and was all like this and into me. You got a parting gift. That's exactly what it was. He let you know what time it was. He gave you a <laughs> Time to end the relationship. Okay. Did, did an alarm go off and you got a message that said it's over? No, you will not get no, another message. Nothing. No, they'll they'll ring. He's barking at the pool man. I'm sure. Um, Kim, nothing. Just and I was so mad because I was like. Because, you know, as women, the first thing we do is like, is he in the hospital? Did something happen? Mm -hmm. There's no way you would not just not call me. And he he did. We're, we're friends again. But I was like, you're a How much time person. passed? Two, two weeks. Oh, two weeks. I thought you were about to say two years. Not when you talk to somebody every day. Maybe he had a nervous breakdown. Oh, he had a nervous breakdown, right? He told me finally. He didn't want to further the relationship that he didn't know how to tell me. And I told him, first of all, I'm damn near 20 years older than him. First of all, oh, I said, well, I'm older than him. And I was like, what? I said, I said, I said, what the hell's wrong with you? I said, I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah, you, gotta, I said, you can't date someone in middle school. I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like, you can just say, hey, Kim, you know, it's been fun, but I don't really want to, you know, get too deep in it. I mean, you know, or whatever you got to say. Yeah. I said, what's wrong with you? I said, We're, we've been friends for a very long time. I said, now nah, I can't trust you. I said, now yeah. you want to be my friend again? But boy, bye. Yeah, they always try to come back and be I friends. I am going out with him tomorrow. But oh, you know. Okay, Susie, what do you think about age difference? Oh. Because I have a baby with someone who's seven years younger than me. That went really well. <laughs> do you want to know the statistic or do you want me to... Actually, no, tell me. Wait, no. wait. What okay, so the statistic is really that the more age gap there is, the more likelihood the relationship won't survive simply because you don't have a lot in common. If you love 80s music and, you know, run DMC or what have you, and they don't even know what that is because they were in elementary school, I mean, you're just not going to, there's going to be a lot of things that. Cardi B, yeah. Exactly. And so the success rate when you're talking about a 20 year gap is less than less than 5% that that relationship is going to work. But but that's crazy. Look at all the men who date women that are 20 years younger. Exactly. And that's why they're not successful. And you have to understand that those are transactional relationships that they are. This is about power and control or there's about you get something and I give you something, especially with older men or, or younger women. I mean, there's there's a an understanding that starts to happen with that too. So I think just being really clear about what your intentions are, there's no judgment. I mean, everyone has to live their one divine life and everyone has to decide what they want in their lives and what kind of relationships. And if that works for you, that someone is actually not in the same place, either financially or in their careers or in their emotional development or whatever it may be, that's just really up to you to sort of choose what, what you want in your life. But Right. The reality is that the statistics are pretty low when there's more of an age gap. Yeah. Wow. I've dated, I've dated someone older, though. Um, it was a lot of work because he didn't tell me he was on cholesterol and medicine. So. You are hilarious. <laughs> mm. She said, yeah. 
Uh, it's a bit of it's a lot of work. <laughs> Two days. Like, hey, is that going to work? Is that is it going to stay there? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pray for me. Okay, that makes sense. No, you're right. Yeah, but I'm looking for someone now that's going to grow old with me and then push me Come around, on. change my diaper. Come on, speak. Yeah, I need someone. I almost said some words. That's going to be me, and you know it perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be you. Yeah. That's who you're going to be with? This is who you're going to be with. She, she, she has a nice back house I've been looking at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there, too. I'm tired. No, we're not. I am so sick of this acting like we're old. We are not old. People in their oh. 70s and 80s would love to be our age. It is complete yeah. bullshit that we are old. And this whole thing that women become invisible, and you, it I do not buy it for one second. Wouldn't well, you rather go to dad. somebody who has 30 years experience <laughs> than like five? What? She said, tell that to my gout. What's wrong? <laughs> so then, if that is the case, I don't feel invisible at all, especially today. No, they um, what happened today? Well, we went to Paul Mooney's memorial and all the comics were there and everyone. And, you know, it's, they're all like, oh my God, Kim. Oh, oh, you look Kim, wonderful. You look so wonderful. So Kim done lost some weight too, man. You know, we act real crazy when we lose weight. Yeah, no, that Sherry acts crazy when she loses weight. Uh -huh. Sherry I, appears I just, naked at all times now. Yes. Yeah, she was just naked on the phone. I, awesome. Yes, I just, awesome. I just fluttered around the room, spoke to a few, sorry, did I hit you in the face? Sorry. <laughs> You blinded yeah. your friend with your weave. I did. Ah! I did. I apologize. You, you're not, your other friend did it too. Like, y'all got to get rid of this oh, hair. Oh, yeah, the hair. Um, I'm going to do hair. Yeah, I got to do hair. I look like my brother. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'm wondering, this is really my question. When you like someone, Susan, <laughs> how do you what? know if they like you back? How can you, can a person just flirt and flirt and be with you? And then you don't hear from, I don't know if it's ghosting. What is it that people will flirt with you and be all in your face and then you text them or you say stuff and they're just, they're not running after you, but they, when they see you, they're all in. What is that bull? Well, this is actually really, what, this is actually really interesting. So. The fact is, is what you're talking about right now, you're emitting amazing energy around you. People, you're magnetic, you're feeling great, you're confident. And the fact is we emit, we know scientifically for sure, we emit four feet of energy around our hearts, but actually what they're saying is they can't even measure it. And it's actually eight feet. So when you're talking about flitting around the room, the energy that you're emitting around you, people are attracting in because you feel really good to them. So of course he wants to be pulled into that. He you he wants to be around what you have or what you're doing, and that's filling him up and making him feel amazing. The question then is is whether or not when he's not around you physically, is if he wants to sort of take that step and call you and go out with you. But clearly you are emitting some crazy energy around you. And that's pretty awesome. So should I text and say, I'm at home emitting energy. Would you like to come by? <laughs> Would you like to come by and have some energy? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to I would like to drain your battery. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. That's what is crazy. That's what is crazy. But that's actually why some certain people, that's why some people, they emit 
negative energy or you feel sort of you don't want to be around their energy or you feel it's toxic or it's something that makes you feel really uncomfortable because yeah, we all emit this energy around us. Yeah, and the crazy when thing you're emitting your good energy and you know they're emitting toxic energy and you're madly drawn towards it. Well, I think then you're sort of repeating some childhood patterns that you need right. to look at. I was going to say, yeah, that definitely yeah. sounds like you definitely need to see Susan mm -hmm. way more than you're seeing her. Um, <laughs> really, Miss 15 years, okay? I grew up. I grew up. And I you're standing up. in your feminine energy and looking for a healthy masculine. I think that's yes. so beautiful. That's where you are and what you're asking yeah. right now in your relationships. Well, is it wrong to just ask for a booty call and you don't <laughs> want a relationship? Not what? at all. All consenting adults. But how do you how say do you that? ask for a booty call though without them thinking that you want them like to marry you? It's like mm -hmm. how do you do how that? Do you ask for a booty call. What? It's as simple as sending a text that says, Hey <laughs> Chris, it isn't. It is. It is. It really no, it is. is. It is. Like, yes. Chris, tell us, Chris. Like a, like a picture of my, if we haven't talked or something and I've, I've seen you and then I see you somewhere, like one of my pictures on Instagram and be within 10 miles of me. I know something's up. I know something. <laughs> like that's, that is 1000% a sign. I don't care. Oh no, it's not. No, it I'm, is. It's very subtle. It doesn't have to be. The whole liking of pictures. Who knew it was code for like, come have sex with me. With, the, like, with the certain person. If you've already... <laughs> Listen, Caroline, you've been liking a lot of my pictures lately. And it's, I get it. I just started following you, I get it. I, I get it. time to like your pictures. I'm just going to send a text with Prince playing like, do me. <laughs> That's perfect. Like you've never done before. No. Okay. So, so, Chris, you still didn't say, what are the words we should say in the text if we just want the booty call? Yeah. I mean, you can be subtle with people. I mean, you can straight, if, if you have an existing something with somebody, you can, it's as simple as like, hey, do you want to hang out? Something like that. But if you want to just be direct, if you're truly just wanting to knock one out. I said knock one out and Kim didn't respond. I thought she'd laugh. And, and then what if you're Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You just type hey. word, sorry. Yeah. Hey, you want to get in my denim? <laughs> You know what? This Sorry, is, you would know. you like some <laughs> moose? <laughs> no, you have. So, okay, Susan, do you feel like it should you should be direct? I think so. I think that's part of it. So the, the the fact about our brains is we love to anticipate things, and especially women, we love to dream or think or visualize something that's going to happen. And so, part of the excitement about what you're asking for is the setup for that. So if you say to someone, hey, I want you to come over and come pick me up or whatever you're gonna say, then they're getting pretty hot and excited about it. And you're thinking about that. And that's just gonna make everything so much more exciting. So you can play with it. And 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 part of sort of our sexual chemistry is also our brains. So the way you're gonna communicate to him or her or whomever is really going to sort of electrify the, the the interaction between the two of you. Okay. I tend to just get uh, pictures of they parts. I'd be like, why? <laughs> what they do? That's so rude. It's so rude. I don't I don't ask for this, you know. But I guess that's their way. If I ask them, can they hit it? You know. I just be like, okay. you know what? Whoa! Well, I open that in front of the grandkids. <laughs> 
One time I got one and I started to just post it on my social media. Like, uh, do anybody know who this is so he can stop sending it? I one time had this little trainer and she came in and she was like looking and am I allowed to say a bad word on this? Yeah. Okay. We say so lots she of like She was looking at her phone. She was like 22 and she's like, oh my God, do you want to see a picture of my boyfriend's? And I was like, oh my, oh my, yes. And I, I'm not saying that it was big, but I had to scroll. <laughs> really? Was he black? Was he black? I want to see if no. it's true. No. Oh, okay. Chris, Chris might have something then. Okay. Oh my God, Ken. What? There have been there have been three dedicated episodes to my pants, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Caroline. Chris is six six. I'm what? Is it racist? Six yeah. three. It was. It's six three. Chris, okay. what's the oldest you've ever dated? Dated? Oh, see what he said there. Dated? So you don't date. He so you, date. you just hit it all. You just the one that send the pitch and let's go. Chris, you don't have to answer that question because you're going to make me feel some kind of way. So don't let Caroline set you up for failure. Say 99 and you'll be okay. 99. <laughs> um, Susie, can yes. I have a question? Yes. In, with, your, with your clients, because you've got lots of men and women, what is it that men say they're looking for versus what women are looking for? That's a good question. I think that oftentimes that, look, I'll back this up. I think that there's something going on right now. And, and Ryan, the engineer, brought this up before you guys even came on today. He talked about sort of toxic masculinity. And I think that a lot of men are wanting to feel that they have the permission to feel their emotions and feelings. And oftentimes they haven't really been taught how to do that. And they feel like they should sort of be in these sort of stereotypes. And so, men will come in wanting to have more communication or they're wanting to sort of allow to have their feelings or, and sometimes their partners don't like that they're being more emotional and that can kind of cause conflict too. Mm -hmm. And I think on the flip of it is women oftentimes want the same thing, right? They want to feel like their feelings can be heard and their emotions are valid and that they feel understood. And the bottom line is we all want to feel that we are really truly seen and that we can be our authentic selves and really be vulnerable with people. And we all just want to be loved. So that's a really universal need and want and desire from everyone, no matter what your gender or identity or what have you. So I think that- You know what? I was going to say, I have a joke in my act and it gets such a response, which is, you know, we think that we want a sensitive man, but that the first time that you hear your boyfriend or your husband say to you, you know, you really hurt my feelings by what you said. Part of you goes, I'm so sorry. But 99% of you is thinking, you just really hurt my feelings by what you said. <laughs> Who's a big pussy? You are. Yeah, I'm something. Oh, yeah. Ruthless. Oh, my God. <laughs> but women applaud that joke. They're like, yeah! And men are like, oh. But it gets a huge response. I think that, I don't know, I, I think, I think I'm a man, that's all. Okay. I, I think I was very insensitive. That might, that might have helped with his choice, why he picked the other one. 
Because I am very, I was very insensitive. He had called and be like, I don't like that you do this. And I'd be like, yeah, you's a pussy. Like, grow up. You know what? Men don't like that. Yeah, they you have to say choke, things like, thank you. How kind of you to do what's expected of you. Yeah. I'm arguing with Chris. That's why I keep looking down. Oh, is he? Huh? I'm not going to look over there. Yeah, Chris is talking to me and we're arguing. Chris, okay, Susie. Hard. Yes. You know how they always say, if you really, really like somebody, don't sleep with them. What do you think of that? Ooh. You know that? They always say, like, if you if you don't care, then go ahead and sleep with them. I've never but heard do, then don't sleep with them. I've never You've heard, never heard, heard of that. told me that. What do you think? It doesn't <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to say we're going to speak to me again after today. Say what your doctor said, Kim. What did your doctor tell you? Use it or lose it? Use it or lose it. <laughs> no, I don't understand. Please. Kim sent me a referral page. Vibrators. I don't even uh. know what happened to They look like hearing aids and modern sculptures. I don't even know where they would go. Okay. I'm like, okay. I, I just, I can't. Okay. No, every don't say names, but tell tell them. Tell the tell who gave who the gift. Just don't say names. Don't say the names? Well, she'll probably they'll probably be upset with you. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> so like Holly Robinson Pete got it. Oh my god. It was it was, it was Tisha first. <laughs> It was Tisha Campbell first. Right, that? Tisha Campbell. <laughs> than me. And this fantastic toy for women that you cannot use unless you got a strong heart. Um, <laughs> it will kill you. It will kill you dead. What? I know it'll kill you. And I told and they told me, be careful. And so I that was the disclaimer. I, I told Caroline about it. She doesn't even know where you put it. She was like, what is it? <laughs> so we know it's dangerous. But yeah. my doctor told me a couple of weeks ago that I need to buy a dildo. I said, what? <laughs> or find a partner. Just one partner that will be, I said, why? He said, because oh, people only want virgins when you're in college. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's closing up. It was like, he was like, use it or lose it. Okay. Matter of fact, he said, go buy it and use it every two weeks. I said, so like when people get a sex change and men get a sex change, he said, exactly. He said, they have to do the same thing to keep it open or it will close. Oh. I said, like a pierced ear, you know, <laughs> your ears pierced, <laughs> and you the earring in it. He said, exactly. I was like, who oh, are you? Well, I'm gonna... I don't think you're supposed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> But let me tell you, I had a I had a very unhealthy relationship with a um, vibrator before, and um, so you were there careful. two vibrators, and you were seeing both of them? <laughs> no, I was just I, I was overindulging in one. I was really wearing him out. And, um, and I was in a whole relationship at the time, and um, he wanted to know. Yeah, I don't care. Um, he wanted to know, like, was I seeing anybody else? And I was like, no, stupid. And then I went in the room and like, I would go in the bathroom and light candles and play romantic music and had the door closed. 
I'm blowing dry my very short hair. <laughs> oh my God. Susan, we apologize. It is, it is yes. Susan loses Look, a, le the le a letter Susie, off. Her is name it not her. important that women keep their sexuality so they feel vibrant and alive? Yes. 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 Come on, and I our think energy. energy. And the fact is, is you get to decide how much you want, how little you want. Yeah. I mean, everyone gets to decide. And so I love that you're talking about this and talking to your audience about it because it's yeah. who we are as, as humans and it's how we connect. And we actually really need touch. And I think that's why this past year has been so tough for people because oh it's God. not- People really need to masturbate, yes. <laughs> no, it's but let's it's talk a lot about that. About... Yes. It's a lot yeah, of, why do you think it's raw rage? Because somebody didn't pop that pop, you know? And now they driving, they all behind you off there. You're like, go around, you should have left yesterday. And they honking the horn and flipping you off because they need some. We don't even answer the phone correctly when we need some. You answer the phone, oh man, like, hello. But you know, <laughs> so like, hello, is it me you're looking for? You're looking for no better. Yes, release. That is true. That's why people need to work out. Yeah. Um, Susan, I'd like to ask you about trauma. Yeah. What kind? What What do you consider trauma? Like a car accident or rape? Like what is trauma to you? I think that's such a great, important question because oftentimes we assume that it's catastrophic or something like a rape or a car accident. However, our bodies don't know the difference between failing a test and something catastrophic. It feels exactly the same in our own, in our, in our, in our nervous system. So we can, with, with total confidence, say that 100% of people on this planet have experienced trauma after this past year. There's not a person who hasn't experienced a trauma. It's just how it all sort of manifests in our bodies and how that sort of shows up. So something that may be simple, like having, failing a test may feel exactly like having a breakup or losing a marriage or losing someone you Damn. love. I'm right here. Well, oh, she's oh, asking, oh. answering an important question and you just stuck oh, your oh, ass oh, in oh, the camera oh, and left. That to me was Doc. very traumatic. Doc, does this count as ghosting? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I would think it might be ghosting us. How are people, I know there's two, I don't, Shanti, I don't know, but like oh, all I want to do, after the pandemic is play. I want to go out. I want to see people. I want yeah. situations. I want to play. I want to connect. I want to do stand up. I want to go yes, hook up definitely. with. I want to feel like this. This is in, this, like, this intense this, connection. This will be the serious and, part of the conversation. Uh, I mean it. This, I want to know how people yeah, are no, that's surviving the, after that's this. That's the serious part of the conversation because what you asked her is about trauma and what she was explaining is something we're all going through. This pandemic, this entire year has been traumatic for a lot of us. A lot of people have lost people. Everyone. Yeah, all of us have lost someone and just watching the news is traumatic and to see so many people hurting is so traumatic. And so, yeah. So what do, what do you think people should do, Susan, then? Like you're saying, for us to go out and we want to see people want to... But is there, I think, well, I, I guess the question also is this, do you think we've been damaged and has our children, have our children been damaged 
by this year? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. And again, it really becomes individual because everyone's nervous system is different. And so when people have had pre-existing issues or traumas that have happened, this can compound. And if they're not seeking support, then yes, it can lead to bigger issues. However, people are really resilient. And I think that if you're learning tools and skills in order to get through this time period, then you know it's sort of kind of like a superpower. When you sort of learn what to do, then you just are so much healthier in the future. And you know, I think that speaking about our children, yes, there have been these developmental delays for a lot of children because it's super natural and normal for them to be around peers and to be socializing. That's just what, what makes us human. And they haven't been doing that for an entire year, let alone, an, you know, adults, it's been the same thing, but for children, it has so much more of an impact on. So we, I think that this is going to be a while before everything kind of starts to stabilize, but we were in an epidemic before a mental health crisis that was going on where we had these really high rates of almost 40% of our teenagers that were struggling with anxiety prior to this, let alone now. So there, there's going to be some work we're going to need to do. But the good thing is, is that actually people are starting to talk about it and they're starting to destigmatize mental health and they're starting to prioritize it. Um, it's even pretty difficult these days to sort of find support because so many people are, are reaching out to get support. Um, so it's, it's really, there's sort of this positive and negative that's happening during this time period. What's the best you know? thing we can do to our kids? Cause I know that with my daughter, she's much more reluctant. Like it took a lot for me to get her to go back to school. She yeah. was so used to being at my home with mommy zoom. It was like, she was back in the womb and now for her to like, she's eventually been okay with it, but she's very like, she wants to come straight so what's the best way to support her through that? You have to understand when there's been an interruption of skills or, or development, that it's, it's sort of starting over again. So again, if we think about how we feel in our nervous system is how we feel in our lives. And so all of, all of a sudden for her going to school becomes, is there a tiger in the room? or going to the grocery store, is there a tiger in the room? Because we had this invisible tiger, this invisible danger that was going on for an entire year that everyone, it wasn't imaginary. This wasn't something that we just sort of dreamed up. It actually was real. And so I would say go slow and allow their nervous systems to start calming down. A lot of people are struggling with reentry anxiety now. And it's a th simple things like going to the grocery store or driving in a car or going back to the office or not wearing mm -hmm. sweatpants. You know, all of this yeah. is sort of new things for people right now. And we're just not accustomed to it. And our bodies love routine and structure. And unfortunately, we've gotten really used to being at home where it's safe, where not, not with everyone, I have to preface that there's been a lot of domestic violence and a lot of things that are going on that are not great at people's homes. But when they're healthy environments, it, it has been very much to your point, Caroline, that it's been going back to the womb and she felt safe and secure. And now she's sort of going out in the world where it doesn't feel safe. So yeah. as a mom, and how, do, how do you start your ambition again? Cause mine has gone back to like mama bear. Like I'm, I'm part koala, part kangaroo. Like I could just be at home with her but I have to go out in the world and like create again. So I, I think the thing is, is I really believe that in life, it's not just about surviving or even thriving, but it's about, we get to live a joy filled life, but that mm -hmm. takes practice and it takes, 
commitment and our happiness isn't an accident. We actually have to work at it. So I think if you set the intention every single day, I know this is gonna be difficult. I'm a little uncomfortable, I'm out of practice, but you even talked about a minute ago that you wanna play or you wanna do things that delight you. We get all these amazing chemicals that happen in our bodies and our brains. And when that happens, and that just sort of lights us up and we feel better. So if you're going out and doing something that's joyful or brings you delight, clearly you're gonna feel better. So it's just about you getting uncomfortable knowing that you're gonna to move towards something that's gonna feel delicious or delightful versus kind of staying with what's familiar. But unfortunately, we sometimes would rather stay in pain or feel uncomfortable because we there's certainty around it versus the uncertainty of the unknown. So, so I have a great question for you. Um, I've seen a therapist and my therapist needed a therapist after I finished talking to her. So <laughs> I also, I minister as well. So I speak at a lot of people's funerals. Um, saying oh, that's that a lot right. of I, I've actually touched and agree with a lot of people who have died. My father died three years ago. And since he died, and because I deal with speaking at so many funeral engagements, I, I, I'm, I'm hands-on. So when someone lose somebody, they'll call me because they know I'm the one I'm gonna come. I'm gonna make people laugh because that's what we do naturally as comedians. We are actually first responders as well um, because people need us. They, we need laughter. Laughter mm -hmm. is very powerful. But I have gotten to a point now where I cannot get deaf off of my mind. Like I am constantly, like when I lay down, I think I'm going to die. Like something may hurt. And so I have to talk in my head because I'm into, I'm into the Bible. I love the Lord. And so I have to tell myself, you will live and not die, you know? And so my sister was like, you really need to see a therapist about this because I'm constantly worrying about dying. Like mm -hmm. I think I'm going to die or somebody going to die. But you know somebody going to die. But I think it's because I've dealt with so many different people's funeral. But when I go, my face, my game face is on. I just spoke at a young lady's funeral last week. And it just, it's overwhelming. And then people think because I'm a comedian, they're like, oh, you're so funny. But a lot of people have came to me and said, Shani, how do you do it? You know, like, how do you get through it? I was like, it's really, you don't have a choice. You have to look up and live. You have to get it done. I, like I said about my father, I was like, I couldn't die with him. You know, with my brother, I watched both of them take their last breath. I couldn't die with them. And so I would tell a lot of the families, I said, if you ask that loved one that, that was passing away or crossing over, if you had that opportunity to ask them, did you want me to come with you? I'm sure they will tell you no, you know, but you really do, part of you do die with everybody, you know, even people you see on the news, you don't even know a part of you would die, you know? So how do you function every day and try to clear those negative thoughts of concerning yourself or worrying about death, which is something you really can't control. I do. I do okay, before on. she answers you with a really trained therapeutic thing, you have to know that you're probably so intuitive and psychic that you are so reaching into their souls. That's why it feels like you are going, because there's a blend. You're so open and yeah. psychic. They feel you, you feel them. You know the other side, you see it, whether you're acknowledging it or not, you can see it, you can feel it. You you feel people, you're an empath, yeah. right? So yeah. you're feeling their experience. So what it has to be is that you, beyond what she's gonna tell you to do therapeutically, you need a physical boundary. You need something to ground you when you're doing that so that you don't get taken away with them and you yeah. are here on earth and you've got a lot more to actually do here yeah. so you can't, you're so connected. You're just picture it like you're like 
with them. You're in their aura. You're in their pain. You feel them so deeply. I see it, but you it's have to put your feet on the ground and go, I'm here. I'm not them. And I don't know what ritual that would be that you would ground yourself, but maybe it's like a prayer of protection. Get some Sorry, good marijuana. She no, said it's really like, you got to really like, Put a boundary well, around yourself. I pray a lot. Not, you know, I, I actually... But like she said, I like you said a physical. Maybe there's something physical that she needs to hold on to. Like you need yeah. something to take with you or whenever you are. Like she said, but Whatever you tethers you to earth because you're still here. Okay, Susie, yeah. now you give her your... Sorry, that was my... No, that was, my, that was so beautiful yeah. what you talked about. And, and yeah. the fact is as an empath, that is such a beautiful gift. But Caroline's exactly right. What happens is you, you keep moving into the emergency and it's sort of like being an ambulance chaser, right? The fact is, mm -hmm. is that you're so good at it and people that are EMTs or first responder helpers or whatever capacity, they're so good at making people feel comfortable and they tend to be more empathetic. Helpers just are, right? But mm -hmm. the problem is, is that you're not actually taking care of yourself and you're not processing the experience that's happened to you from these experiences. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is our bodies don't know the difference between reality and fiction. It's why we love horror movies, because we feel like it's happening to us, but we're in the safety of the movie theater or at home, or we're watching the news. It, our, we don't know the difference between what we're seeing on the news in our nervous system and what's actually mm -hmm. happening in our lives. And so you are being such a beautiful soul and offering these people so much support, but your body is taking in this energy and mm -hmm. it's actually impacting you and you have to actually stop and start taking care of yourself. And I think that, you know, everyone's sort of talking about sort of routines or, or rituals that are important to you. And there needs to be a really important way that you can sort of create that boundary of this is mm -hmm. the loss is not happening to me. There right. can be some simple things. I'm happy to talk to you at a later point about it, but I even like to think about have you ever gone to one of those carnivals and they have those hamster wheels that you go in those plastic things that you can run in? If, if you think about that, even putting that barrier around you or that force field around you, and yeah. you start to create that space between where the trauma starts for someone else and where it stops for you. Yeah. But you've really got to do a lot of self-care around. Yeah. And we also, we also get like, we get connected and committed, like, you're a comedian. You're obsessed with making people laugh. That's what we're drawn to. That's our drug, right? But in life, we're especially with making women, people happy. Yes. right? But you also, know, so many people cry. It's like, yes, come on, love. I know, but laugh. you're not being of service to yourself because yeah. we all get addicted to what gives us energy, right? But what's giving you energy is being around people who have died, and you're not considering that. That's actually not a good choice for you. There's a million other good things you could do. I didn't want that, you know what I'm saying? But I think my father passing away may have been the last, that might've been the straw that broke the camel's back because I, like literally he's been dead now three years. I turned my TV off. I didn't turn my TV on for years after he died. I didn't want to see the news. I didn't want to see anything, but it's still life goes on because people know me to minister. So I have people, ministers and pastors that call me and they'll say, this person passed away and we want to know if you could speak or if you could sing. And, and but you're allowed to say no. Yeah, yeah, but I I feel like it's my duty to do so because I've been doing it since I was young, you know, something, I, and I never, who signed up to be a funeral singer? Like, I don't even know, I asked somebody, they called me, they started asking and requesting songs like I was Mahalia Jackson. I'm like, I only know two church songs. I don't know why y'all keep calling me. 
I guess either silver and gold or well done. That's the only two songs we're getting. I want Oh When the Saints. Go oh, or oh, oh, Frank Sinatra song. Uh, is it my way? We're not That's talking that, about man. funeral songs. All right, we have I to think go. Oh, to Hi, Joshua. Hey, Joshua. Joshua, how was Disney? Terrible. How was Disney doing? <laughs> Disney was what? terrible. What's a, what's that T-shirt? What? Damn, they can't see you. Don't don't see. Okay, they can hear you. You don't want to be seen, Josh. You're All so right. handsome. It's amazing that you don't want to be seen. All right. Disney was not fun. You couldn't get in. You Why have, couldn't you get in? You have to pay in? tickets before you go. You have to have reservations. Yeah. Oh. So we have to do they this change again. this. So we'll go. Well, we have to do this again. So you All can right. get in, right? All right. No, you're not going to do it again? You give up real quick, Josh. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> All right, Kimmy, you want to wrap it up? We've been chatting forever. Because he needs to go to bed at night. How old I want you he? in the bed tonight. No sneaking and watching TV. No, he didn't mean he was tired like sleepy. He's tired of Disney. <laughs> in a whole nutshell pack. He don't want to talk to Mickey, Minnie, Donald Duck. Is Donald Duck over there at Disney? I think he mad at everybody. He was mad. We, we gonna because they to drove, you, Susan. All, this was he real. drove all the way down, rode all the way down there, and they couldn't get in. It's a whole day. Mm -hmm. That's why he's so tired. I, I'm with him. Careful. Yeah. I'm tired for him. They done rode a when, whole day. This was scares me. Did Caroline just pass out in the <laughs> What do you mean that they? <laughs> Who's in there with you? No one. Come to the light, Caroline. Who's in there with you? No, see? I'm not coming to the light now that I know you do that for a living. Yeah, no, I don't I'm do not it for ready a living. To go to the light. I don't do it for a living. It's funny because I am an ordained minister, but like I said, it was not by choice. Like, you know what seriously. you have to do? Listen, if you're an ordained minister, this is my advice to you. The next thing, three things that you do as an ordained minister is marry people. Get some live people right, together. Some positivity. Yes. yes. <laughs> How about some living? I agree. I okay. agree. That's why I'm glad to relocate and leave Detroit because, you know, I, I, I'm my really friend. I'm like, y'all call me for a comedy show. Y'all call me for a funeral before y'all call me for a comedy show. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and they know I crack jokes at the funeral. I crack jokes at funerals too. I just want y'all to know that. I was at one funeral, they were crying. I told everybody, could nobody sit in my section if they were crying. I said, if you don't sit over here and cry, I suggest you sit over there. Cause so, I'm videotaping they everybody. Were crying. You know who was funny at Paul Mooney's? Oh my God. Uh, uh, Damon. Tell us Damon. about the funeral. Spike Lee and Damon Wayans came out. They were very funny. Um, Eddie Griffin was funny. Um, it's a helicopter flying over looking for me. She didn't know I was going <laughs> I, I was like, Kim, I didn't I know you were in St. Louis. I love Paul Mooney. Yes. Yeah. St. Louis? He was or Detroit. One of the, uh, Paul, Paul Mooney was an awesome um, person. I loved how um, direct he was and, and how honest he was. You know? And kind he and not hilarious. care about what he did. I seen him in Detroit. I was like, what is wrong with him? It was the funniest thing Chris Spencer said. He said, all comics loved when Paul Mooney talked about white people and white people got uncomfortable and left his, you know, they would, they leave, would leave his they show. Would the show. He said, but then Paul Mooney would get up and take his white girlfriend by the hand and say, let's go. 
And um, I was like, and, oh my um, god! What was her? What's her beautiful name? So uh, Felicia true. Rasad, so, uh, uh, Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen said that she bought her husband a a white grand piano. And uh, said Paul Mooney was at the house and said he looked up and his and her husband started playing. He was so excited to have a piano and he called him Nigaraji. Yep, that's what he called him. That was Norm Nixon's nickname. Paul Mooney was so out of control. He definitely was. So funny. Susan, we apologize. That's okay. No you, want, you want to actually know something yeah, really cool yeah. about laughter is that it, if you laugh during times of stress, especially you guys are talking about a funeral, it actually builds resiliency. Yeah. And so it's the most healthy, amazing thing that in a time where you've lost someone you care about and that you guys are collectively laughing, it actually just helps you so much with the healing process. Yeah. So it's just a beautiful My thing. Mother. My mother had this lovely thing. You're bleeding profusely from your head. <laughs> like she would laugh what? when we hurt ourselves. She she got that one. She would laugh at wet she would laugh in church. She'd be <laughs> She was always I came home from a soccer game in like nineteen seventy nine. I had like a cleat mark here, here, and here. My mother was laughing so uncontrollably. She's like, Did she dribble you? <laughs> That was the way she handled it. Because my sister laughed like when my dad first got sick and had the stroke, everything came out of his mouth was wrong and she would just keep laughing and I wanted to punch mm. her in her face. Because I was like, what's funny to you? He is, he's been struck into, no, this is not funny. But no, I cracked the joke. Now, let me tell you this. I did a show and I cracked jokes about when my brother died and when my dad died. And, I, and it's really funny. I can make it funny because I talk about how I went off on the doctors when they said he was going to die. And I was like, you don't know my God. And I got really upset with them. And I was like, y'all just doing this because he got Medicaid. And I said, I left out and I called the prayer line. And I was like, hello. And they was like, can we pray for you? And I was like, no, put Jesus on the phone because I thought Jesus was on the phone. And I did want was on the main line? Yeah, they said Jesus was on the main line. And I could tell him what I wanted. And uh, but obviously he wasn't coming to the phone. So I hung up on them. But I talk about this on stage. And so a young <laughs> a older lady came up to me. And I, I'm going to tell you, I thank God for what we do as comedians. And I thank you, Susan, for being a therapist. We need all of this. So this lady <laughs> said to me, they had somebody had convinced her to come out because she had just recently, maybe few, a few months prior, lost her husband and her son in a car accident. And she said, when she watched me laugh or make, you know, make it funny talking about my brother and my father dying, she said it helped her so much. And I was like, yeah, you kind of got to look up and live. Like, you got to live your best life because there is no test life and we can't go with them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oh, that was good. I think I'm growing up a little bit. I think so. I'm not a side chick anymore. Kimmy. 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 I love you. I have to go. You gotta go. I think the I time is up. Okay. It's gone oh. from a podcast to a hostage situation. We have to let Susie no, go. No, that was on Chris. Who has, somebody got you hostage? Chris, she, oh, she got somebody under that desk. Chris, what time are we at? You're, like, you. at, you're like an hour and 10, hour, hour 10 in, something like that. So Chris, you were supposed to say at an hour, remember? Oh, is that, do we have a time limit on here? We, so we always have an hour. Having such a good time. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you, Susan, for helping me. Thank you, Caroline. You gave me some great advice as well. So let me find You are hilarious something. and delightful and a deep soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much it. for sharing Susie. your wisdom too. And it was just thank a beautiful, you. beautiful time thank spending you. with you guys. I really appreciate it and look forward to it again. 
Yeah. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for saying you look forward to it again because Caroline's going to say she had a horrible time and she never wants to come back. So thank <laughs> what you. What are you I'm talking you about? Us, I had the best I'd like time. I'd like to join us again with Sherry on. And I'd like to <laughs> what the phone fuck? number. I see, didn't see anything like that. So right now, who is that? Susan, Kim, push the button. Susan, Let's you might want to address Kim has been very mean to me lately. <laughs> Alexa, could you <laughs> what that mean? tell Kim what mean is? <laughs> you know, Carol, can you, Alexa? Okay, you all stop because she's starting to talk. Thank you so much, everyone. This was a fun podcast. Oh, Sorry, Susan, you. I spent half of it ordering food. Um, <laughs> but you have a Kim, show tonight. Ask Susie for his Insta- her Instagram because I go to it every day because it, she's got really good advice every day. Chris, oh, Susie, what's your Instagram? Chris, My Instagram on. is Susan Zen Z I N N Therapy, and I just try to offer some advice to people or tips or tools that are helpful. And um, also, just let me know what you want to hear from me too, because I'm always happy to sort of include information. <laughs> okay, what are that's you really. Susan, Kim, I love you. Goodbye. I am Shawnee D, S H A N I E underscore D underscore 313. So, I'm, and Susan, I'm following you now. And that is and I'm Caroline Ray, the right number back. four and real because June Ambrose stole my real name. Okay. Uh, child and Chris really, is going to really, post really all of our Instagrams on the screen. But Thank for you, our Chris. listeners. Chris. Yes. Yes. Nothing. But for our listeners, it's Shawnee D underscore D underscore 313. And for Susan, it is Susan and then Z-I-N-N therapy. Thank you so much for everyone for joining us. Susan. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye, Kimmy. I love you. All right. Bye, Susie. Love you too. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Be sure to go to bijack.com slash two funny mamas for all your two funny mamas merch. See ya. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas.